0: Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol M-O-T-O. For more information, head to motoetf.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Alan, what can I say? It's really, really great to be back with you. Yeah,
1: thank you. I guess, uh, I'm back. Uh, maybe, uh, some people won't be too happy about it, but I'm back.
0: <laughs> oh, well, shortly after we taped our last episode in early December, you weren't feeling well. Then things took a, a really serious turn for the worse. I don't know how much you want to share, or get into it, but I guess listeners are a bit curious.
1: Yes. And, uh, and I do, uh, enormously appreciate uh, all the well wishes that I got from so many. And uh, the, so many prayers, I think, uh, ended up carrying me through. Yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I think they brought me back from the dead.
0: Well, it was a, a very serious bout with, uh, I guess we can say pneumonia with complications and, and leave it at that. But you're uh... You're still in a rehab facility now, but if all goes well, you'll be home this week. Uh, I'll be home.
1: I'll will be home at noon tomorrow is the expectation. Yeah, I had uh, I, I I had no idea. I thought I just had a had a cold. I'd never been sick, and it turned out to be um, you know uh, um, a pneumonia and uh, Legionnaires' pneumonia, which is uh, I don't know. Um, I guess. Um, not one of the good ones to have. So the only thing that I can recommend to anybody, everybody, is if you don't feel good, go to the doctor. Huh? And don't be stupid like I was.
0: You you put it off for a bit, and well, I put it off
1: for five days, and and uh, I guess uh, and bring me back uh, all the way from uh, from nowhere.
0: Well, we are very happy that you are back, and I'm sure. So I'm back. You are <laughs> be back. All right, and you've got a newsletter out. <laughs> yep, we
1: got a newsletter
0: out. And in, uh, the, in the newsletter, the leadoff is once again Waymo, which Fortune reports uh, today has reached the 20 million miles of autonomous driving mark, 10 million of those over the last year.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's not really shouldn't be the headline. The real headline is that uh, they basically captured the data associated with every foot of those uh, uh, 20 million miles traveled, and uh, that data trove uh, is uh, is a real valuable entity. Uh, most of the data are boring, repetitive. Uh, it's not essentially all the data is boring or repetitive. But buried in that are, are all the fundamental golden nuggets that are necessary uh to uh to be able to make uh, to even have the opportunity uh to make uh, uh all of this uh, uh automated driving actually uh, work and and work safely so the uh, congratulations is, is yes you did the miles but more importantly you captured the data and i'm sure that uh, you know, all their data analysis techniques and so on have uh, have separated uh, the gold nuggets from the chaff. And um, and they sit there uh, with the opportunity to actually do this. Uh, I don't think anybody else uh, is even close.
0: You know, last month, Fast Company said instead of a gasp, Waymo's transportation revolution has really begun with a yawn.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, it's probably the best news. The best news and best news for me is I, as I went through uh, all the things that I missed over the, uh, over the past month because I was uh, flat on my back. Uh, but I guess the great, the best thing is I didn't miss anything. So basically, uh, uh, the implication seems to be that Waymo has gone out there and really started their service in, in in Phoenix. And the best news is that there's no news. And as long as there is no news, that means that in fact. Uh, The fundamental value of all of this is that that it's providing mobility for people, which, you know, uh, certainly doesn't deserve to be in anybody's uh, news blog, um, is the the real fundamental value of all this. So as long as we continue to hear nothing, that is absolutely the greatest news that we could possibly
0: have. And, of course, uh, we've talked about before, some of these rides now apparently are... Truly driverless, without even a, a safety driver on board. So we don't, uh, know, we don't know how many, but the, it's happening.
1: It, it's happening, and the best news again is we don't know, and 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 we haven't heard about it. And there's nobody saying it. It's wonderful uh, because uh, because uh, you know it's it's only going to hit the news if it's bad news. Uh, nobody's going to report. Oh yeah, uh, Waymo gave a ride to Allen. I'm and them and spend my dollar and a half, whatever. Well, nobody's going to print that, uh, which is great, because that's the fundamental value here. Um, let's get the value
0: out of all this. And uh, Waymo's CEO, John Kraftchik is saying that they're considering moving into other cities besides the Phoenix area. I know you've got some suggestions of a local nature.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, last meeting I had on Friday morning before I want finally. Went into the where we're where down in Trenton, and you know we're we're trying to uh, basically uh, uh, motivate the Central Jersey to create a welcoming environment for for Waymo or somebody else to come in and and provide mobility for people. Just you know, do the the fundamental blocking and tackling, um, and uh, we'll leave the Tom Brady stuff to who knows whom.
0: Well, Alan, we had hoped to be at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas this week, but all this hospitaliza- hospitalization stuff got in the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: To- <laughs> I, I, I didn't quite make it.
0: And we'll be hearing more about what's taking place there. But once again, there's a big focus on autonomous vehicle technology at the show. And you highlight one recent report uh, about uh, Daimler having to adjust expectations for creating successful driverless taxi business. Yeah,
1: well, I think it's great because, you know, what they showed, whatever it was, three years ago and so on, is, you know, for the, for the uh, you know, 0.1 percenters that already have too many ways to get from A to B, and, you know, they have show for A, B, C, and D to use, and black car, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, and certainly, uh, uh, and I hope uh, that uh, all the effort that's being put into the Technology, not only in the hardware side but the software side, and the, and the the uh, neighborhood welcoming side and the, and the social side is focused on just providing uh, mobility for people, uh, allowing people to you know go get their uh go to work, uh, go to the library, uh, go do normal things, without the necessity of having to own a car in this whatever uh, dystopia. I guess the second half of the 20th century, in which, you know, we're all uh, in there with our individual cars, uh, just creating a, a complete mess of, of our living environments. So in a sense, um, um, yeah, um, uh, hopefully that's where it's going in this uh, beginning of the uh, Roaring Twenties Version 2, I guess, we've just entered
0: Hope it's a, a, a ride sharing decade ahead, right? Absolutely. Why shouldn't
1: it be? Hey, we'd probably all be happier together uh, so, uh, socially. We'd, but we'd probably uh, better together, uh, and uh, and certainly, uh, if there's any hope on, on trying to save the planet, uh, for which uh, you know the automobile is uh, is a is a major detractor. Uh, we have to we have to move in this direction.
0: You know, and it's sort of related in the latest newsletter. uh, You highlight a report that said the, the trend of young people not obtaining driver's licenses is continuing. This was comparing data from 1983 to 2014. Fewer young people are are going out there and getting driver's licenses. Maybe it has to do with the, all, all the ride-sharing that's going on and the, the service. Maybe,
1: maybe. Yeah, you, know, you know, Michael sizah has been following this. And he's reporting on it. I think, you know, due to the fact, you might end up getting a license. The question is, do you use it? Or are you going to use it? Are going to go out and get your own car and, you know, drive around by yourself, whatever? And, and certainly, uh, you know, uh, uh, as soon as I could get a car, I got a car. Uh, but, uh, but I don't necessarily think that uh, that the young people um, uh, that uh, that are uh, my, my age of what I was then are doing that. And uh, they're uh, you know they, they they see the car as you know a big pain in the butt. Uh, it's something that you got to manage, you have to deal with, and so on. And uh, you know why just not be able to get rides? I'm just trying to get from A to B. <laughs> Uh, Isn't there something that can just give me the ride as opposed to me having to go get my own uh, Hulk and uh, drag my own butt uh, between A and B and have the Hulk sit there and wait for me until I'm ready to to go home. Just, you know, it's almost unbelievable that we created such an environment. But of course, it's, uh, you know, uh, the fact that that we had to work for free uh, to drive that vehicle because it couldn't do it itself so somehow we were convinced that uh, that we can apply our own labor and our own intelligence uh, to get the vehicle from A to B, and um, and it uh, basically uh, we were convinced that that was supposed to be fun. Um, but uh, somehow maybe uh, we're getting weaned off of that uh, that particular concept and saying that uh, come on, um, uh, maybe uh, this is a, the right place to apply. Uh, artificial intelligence, whatever that is, and, uh, and have, a, have a machine do it.
0: Before we move on, we want to remind our listeners about our sponsor this week, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. If you don't know about ETFs, uh, exchange-traded funds, as a way to invest while spreading risk, it's really worthwhile to take a look at them. Back to the newsletter, Alan, and Tesla. And there was a Forbes piece this week asking, should Tesla take the initiative to better monitor and manage driver behavior with autopilot? You had something to say.
1: I think, uh, you know, of course it should. And uh, and I I believe that they really are making efforts to do that. Uh, But, uh, you know, again, 99% 99% of the Tesla drivers uh, really uh, respect uh, autopilot, uh, sit there and pay attention and realize that, in fact, uh, you know, they're in a vehicle that could kill them. Uh, so, uh, so you know, there is an enormous amount of respect. But there are a few, you know, whatever out there who are trying to get their 15 seconds of fame or something or, or really are just incorrigible and, uh, and uh, will abuse it. So... Uh, even if you mandate all this stuff, they'll figure out ways around it. So in a sense, uh, you know, public policy focused on, hey, uh, Tesla, you got to do this. Sure, uh, Tesla will do it. But um, having expectation that it's really uh, going to change things is, is um, I think, uh, um, uh, a little bit naive. Uh, it really uh, it not going to have an effect. What is needed and what's been obvious uh, ever since the Joshua Brown crash is that that autopilot, as well as every other other system uh, in every other car, the automated emergency braking system don't work well. In some sense, it might be the the fault of the the Society of Automotive Engineers who, you know, from basically day one has said, uh, uh, my goodness, if a, if a system uh, has false alarms uh, and its false alarm rate is too high, it should be turned off uh, because uh, if those false alarms basically uh, reduce the, the ride quality, uh, then, uh, then uh, they should be turned off. And ride quality is most important. So, you know, uh, um, the, the, um, the automated emergency braking system if uh, they're so following a car ahead, it's easy to identify that you're following something uh, because it's not stationary. And so, uh, you know, that's been trivial and has worked very well. Uh, the unfortunate part is, is when that object ahead is stationary. And then these systems have been uh, designed so that they can't tell whether or not uh, the car is able to pass under uh, the stationary object ahead. Um, Is it an overpass that is easily uh, passed under, or is it a part uh, fire truck? And, you know, that's the fundamental problem. And that false alarm rate, uh, I guess the the engineers that have designed this have said that, uh, you know, um, uh, can't tolerate that false alarm, so therefore turn the system off and don't have it operate, Uh, you know. The NTSB or NHTSA should have stepped in a long time ago on this, thing. Uh, but uh, when they step in, it's not just stepping in with respect to autopilot, it's stepping in essentially with respect to every one of these automated emergency braking systems. All you need to do is, is look at the videos from the IIHS and see that these, these systems really don't work in the operational design domain of the conventional automobile and that operational design domain of the conventional automobile is basically operating on roadways at speeds of between zero and i guess 90 miles an hour or something or maybe even higher and and unfortunately um, if that's really the operational design of any of these vehicles, the automated emergency braking system does not operate uh, throughout that operational design domain. It might operate between, you know, 0 and 12 miles an hour or something like that, uh, but doesn't seem to operate at others. Find it, fix it, get those systems to work, put more intelligence in it, and so on. And that's what... Uh, the uh, International Transportation Safety Board and it should be should be basically hammering on these companies. This isn't an auto autopilot problem. This is an automated emergency braking problem.
0: In the newsletter, we talk about a couple of different reports here. One, uh one about uh, there was a video of a Model 3 avoiding a collision while it was on autopilot, ah. and yeah. uh, right. uh, there were also some reports of some fatal crashes.
1: Yeah, there's a report of a fatal, um, most unfortunate fatal crash involving involving a car that runs a red light. Okay? I mean, um, unfortunately, cars run red lights all the time. None of these systems, except for maybe the ones on Waymo and Cruise, and and maybe a couple others that aren't on on the market, uh, even know that there's a red light there. So it's, it's the driver. It ran the red light. And and, uh, and uh, the, the, the fact that the driver uh, runs a red light, is a uh, uh, car maker, ABC, uh, a model, or, or one, two, three, or four? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, most unfortunately, the tragedy is that the driver ran a red light.
0: Tesla, in the meantime, Alan, has seen its shares soar. Since Elon Musk announced fourth quarter sales last week, it delivered 112,000 vehicles in the quarter. That exceeded expectations on Wall Street. And they're taking off like one of Musk's rockets.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, that's another thing that happened when I was flat on my back. Uh, uh, Oh, my goodness. Look at Tesla. I mean, that is really... You know quite impressive, I mean, they're doing something with electric cars that uh the whole rest of the industry uh't mm-hmm. even come close to doing and um um is it gonna stick uh I don't know, but boy you, you gotta sit there and just with your your mouth uh, gaping open and say, "Wow, uh that is really impressive." Uh, and this is done in the marketplace. This isn't, uh, you know, some government deployment contractor or whatever. Um, uh, you just have to sit back and say, "Wow, at least that's what I do." Oh my goodness! And it seems like um, uh, all my friends and everybody's out there, you know, buying Teslas, big uh, Mudge, and so on. I don't know. That's um, oh my goodness. Maybe
0: even Fred Fishkin. Yeah, may I? I, t- I did take a test drive. I, I, I can chalk that up to research for the podcast. But I, wa- I, I checked out the latest autopilot. The latest autopilot, and I was impressed with what it does. Make you do it does make you keep your hands on the wheel, even while it's on autopilot. So this stuff about uh, people putting their hands down, falling asleep—the it, car is not going to let you do that. It, it, it disables autopilot, at least in my experience. So,
1: interesting. Sure, but yeah,
0: yeah it's, but you know,
1: there's somebody there who can figure out, you know, how to fake their way how to, you know, uh, get around it. But uh, th- there's no way to stop those folks. Uh, they're going to do it. They've always done it, they've always, you know, uh, done, been, you know, just uh, either uh, trying to get 15 seconds of fame or, you know, just being total jerks. Uh, whatever. Um, um, what are we going to do? We're all human. And I guess uh, I did my stupid thing in the beginning of last month. Um, everybody else does stupid things.
0: Well, you do have a half-baked section in the newsletter once again. And and you've already touched on this a bit. There's an EE e. Times report uh, on a wave of new automated vehicle safety standards arriving this year, 2020. And you point out before moving on to new safety standards, how about those automatic emergency braking systems that, that are not working, as you've just said?
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, please get those to work throughout the operational design domain of the conventional automobile on which these systems are placed. Okay? Because in some sense, uh, talk about false expectations you just want to look at some of these commercials now. The, uh, some of the car manufacturers are actually beginning to tout these systems. The problem is these systems run in the don't don't work with stationary objects. And that's I don't know if they start putting that in fine print, or maybe we need to uh, federal drug enforcement or something uh, agency. I guess NHTSA won't make them do it uh, to actually you know put in there that hey. Uh, this this only works as long as you're whatever whatever whatever, and and that's just uh, please you know if you're going to sp- spend all this uh, technical uh, technical um, effort um, uh, to uh, create standards, uh, please create the standards that uh, that make the automated emergency
0: braking systems work. And in the meantime, we need to educate uh, the vehicle owners uh, what to expect and what the vehicle is not going to do. They need to understand that. And there's a, there's a lot Absolutely. more of that needs to be done.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to do that. And every vehicle owner needs to realize that uh, that uh, uh, if, uh, if there's a steering wheel in front of them, uh, they're responsible. Okay? Uh, they're responsible. And if there's a gas pedal and there's a brake pedal, they're responsible and if uh, some system is on there to basically uh let them help them out sometime a oh, great uh bit be very leery of that system because because it just may not be there when you need it uh so uh just like um a 55 chevy uh you had to be there uh basically um uh, uh Uh, You had to drive it the whole time. Um, These cars uh, today, for the most part, you still
0: need to drive them the whole time. Was that a Nova or an Impala? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nova, Nova, (laughs)
1: Nogo, in Spanish, Uh, whatever. Uh, I hope it was an Impala. Impala was a more expensive one, but uh, I could have never afforded one. So uh, so it was probably a Yugo.
0: Well, we're going to tap the brakes on this edition. Uh, Thanks to our sponsor this week, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more information is available at MotoETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor, FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play us. You can find my tech reports at com. Alan, we know this wasn't easy for you, and please keep up the recovery. I know all of our listeners join me in that wish. Thank you, and it's great to
1: be back, and thank you to everybody for all the kind words and prayers.
0: I'm Fred Fishkin with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening.